Hi, everyone. We're here. Welcome to episode four of This, this Things, things I, I Believe. believe. <laughs> we haven't You're, done one for a bit. We, um, yeah, we got tired yeah. and busy. It's mostly and, tired. Like, yeah, we every were, time it's come up, we've been like, nah. <laughs> and then I was away for Thanksgiving for two weeks. Right. And I was in Paris. Exactly. Which was so wonderful. And, yeah, that's um, why I'm talking like an asshole. Yeah, it's, that's supposed to be a French accent. No, actually, we have a really obnoxious French accent that we do at home that I won't do because I'm sure it's racist. Okay. Um, but a lot of things have happened since then. We had an election. Now it's like Christmas time, and I gotta say, I'm like less into Christmas than I have been pretty much every other year. In that, like, I just am kind of not noticing it, and every once in a while I'm like, oh, right, it's almost Christmas. Hey, I should do a thing. That's how I, <laughs> that's how I was about my birthday this year. Yeah, I usually I do that a way thing, and too. I just didn't care. Yeah, this year I was like, let's just go out for dinner. Yeah. Oh, what the it, hell was that? That was a ghost. Did the ghost vomit? I think it was a vomiting ghost. Oh, no. That sounds really uncomfortable. Um, yeah. Are you ready to change your mind yet about ghosts? Um, well, I just heard a ghost vomiting in the background of our podcast. Are you okay? Yeah, we're recording a when? podcast. Like now. Let me know when you're going to start and I'll stop making so much noise. <laughs> okay. It's okay. We got the best one. Um, we're happy. Anyway. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about... The afterlife. Woo! Yeah. Um, can you guess which one of us doesn't believe there's any sort of afterlife? It's Sharon. It's so weird. Um, it's not what's so weird that I don't believe there's an afterlife. It's so weird. It's so Someone like you. Um, there is no afterlife. And then Amy feels as though... Um, you know, actually, this is another one where... My beliefs are not super formed, and I was going to talk about my formative experiences with talk of the afterlife, which were really, really few. Um, mm. Yeah. So, you can get into that. Should I, should I start? Sure. With afterlife? Yeah. I'm actually super fascinated to hear your side of it, because I know a lot of people who just think like, bunk, you're done, and nothing works anymore, and I just can't picture it. Um, well... We'll hear it. Um, we'll start with we'll start with me. Um, so I don't know what I think happens. I don't have a theory about it. Um, I also just don't think that we just stop and turn off. Um, but it's I don't know. It's weird to think about that. When I was a little kid, I used to lay in bed and really scare myself, thinking about what it would be like to be dead and to like not feel anything. And I'd be like, Oh man, that sounds kind of boring but then I would think but I won't be bored because I won't feel anything and then I would get scared and I'd think but I'm not going to be scared when it happens because I won't feel anything and like I could not wrap my little small child brain around not feeling anything at all and like not having any consciousness or perception but that was what I thought happened when I was when I was a little kid um so I think at some point I got scared enough that um I asked my mother what happens after we die and she was just super straight with me and she was like oh well no one knows we have no idea um because everyone who it's happened to is dead and we <laughs> they can't tell us and um it's so true 
Yeah. And it was like, in, <coughs> in a weird way, it was reassuring. But also like, I don't know. I wonder if I would have wanted her to say something like, we go to heaven. Yeah. Just to feel better. But like, it was reassuring in its own way that she was just like, no one knows. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Um, because just sort of having faced having to talk about death a lot with young children in my family mm-hmm. in a very non-abstract way uh-huh. and um, coming from a place of not believing in sort of an afterlife mm-hmm. and of course making sure that that was this, you know checking yeah. in on the story that the actual parent wanted to share. Yeah. but like mm-hmm. I also wonder if like that would have been almost if that would have been just as good as there is a heaven, maybe right? Like if just yeah. an answer. So like, yeah, you know the the story we told was, you know that her body stopped working, mm-hmm. and um, and and we have our memories and like mm-hmm. we remember her and yeah. Um, but minus the sort of it, it wasn't like yeah. the heaven story. Yeah. But it also wasn't we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder if that's Yeah. I mean it's just what the belief was, right? Right. Yeah. Um but like it's it still is a in a way it's a belief. Yeah, kind of because more yeah, so than I we guess, don't know, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um I always say I was raised agnostic and that was like I wasn't really given any religious talk or presence or anything in my childhood and that's kind of like that characterizes a lot of my religious upbringing was we don't know like we have no idea what do you think and which is actually very jewish oh yeah (laughs) that's funny um but i really like it and that's how i plan to talk to my own kid about it like you know i'll probably you know i'll try and be comforting too but (laughs) say like we just don't know like it we might experience something after we die but we might not um we just don't know about it. Yeah. And the truth is, you know, the question, in this case, it's a little different because it wasn't mm-hmm. like, what happens after you die? Yeah. It, it was mm-hmm. It was more just like, how are we going to talk about this tragedy that happened? And yeah. I think if the Where question actually now? came, yeah. like, what happened after we die, mm-hmm. the answer would probably be, we don't know, but this is what I right. think, or this, but mm-hmm. here's what some people think. Right. Yeah. Um, but the, the idea of like not experiencing anything or not having perception or anything anymore is it's so difficult for me to comprehend. And I know when um, when my friend Annie died, um, I wrote this like thing that I read at her um, memorial service, and um, and I talked about how like it's gonna feel coming together and seeing all these people, and like we're gonna see people together who like you knew and I didn't know, and I'll meet them and. Um, these are the things that I'll be talking about and thinking about and, um, and I'll be remembering all these things. And then I said something like, I'll be experiencing all these things at tomorrow at, at the funeral, but you will not. And I remember that was like the moment that like I was crying through the whole thing. And that was the moment that I heard someone in the audience really lose it. Um, this just like, you're never going to feel any of these things again. Yeah. And I don't know. It's funny that I kind of went that hard into it in this in this like eulogy because I don't know um 
Yeah, but it was just like, I think part of it was absorbing the enormity of the fact that this person was dead and like many things were no longer happening. Yeah. That, yeah, that I wanted to still be happening with her. Um, yeah. So, and we just didn't talk about it a lot after that. I think that I picked up ideas about heaven, like probably from other kids or cartoons or whatever. Just general culture yeah. in America. And then I would talk to like, <coughs> I would talk to my parents about it or talk to my mother about it. And I still remember one of the most comforting things she ever said to me was like, I went through a phase where I was really scared of hell. I might've told this story before. Um, yeah, I was, I was very, very scared of the idea of hell. And I think probably kids had told me like, oh, if you don't go to church, that means you're going to go to hell. And we didn't go to church. So I was like, oh, fuck. I was told that very often. <laughs> I'm going to go to hell. Like, basically, um, daily. Yeah, and just like, oh, sometimes I tell lies, and sometimes I do bad yeah. things, so maybe, I, maybe I'll go to hell. Um, and I was asking my mom all these questions about hell one day and, like, probably crying, getting really upset. And she kind of stopped what she was doing, and she said, you know, some people think that that right now is that. Like, what we're experiencing right now in this world is... She didn't say hell. I don't remember what she said, but that she was like, this is, this is our punishment. And, and I, I was, I just kind of stopped and I was like, oh, and I think in my mind, I was like, well, this isn't so bad. <laughs> I can handle this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Um, that was kind of the beginning of the beliefs I had was like, maybe we're in hell right now. Who's to say? We don't know what happens. Um, and then as I got older, I thought about it more. And like the idea of a place that you go to never made sense to me. But um, I really don't believe people just end. And I don't believe that like um, people's spirits or souls <laughs> just go away. Um, I mean, I guess I believe in those things. So I believe they go somewhere. <laughs> Or something happens to them. Like, I don't think the body ceasing to function is the end of a person. And part of that is memories that that people hold around them. And, like, the way that we keep loved ones alive um, who have died. And the way that we, like, keep people close to us and we talk about them. And those things really are important and really are part of their lifespan. Um, yeah. And, yeah. I don't, I don't have an answer. We don't know, kids. Um, we don't. It's true. I'll mm-hmm. give you that. Yeah. I've never talked to a dead person. Is this where I say? <laughs> <laughs> I just paused in case. Did you not listen last week? In case. <laughs> yeah. in case you have something to add. Well, actually. <laughs> well, actually is my favorite expression. Yeah, I know. Everyone loves it. It's charming. Um, so, I'm... So, I mean, in a way, my the background isn't that dissimilar in that, like I said, it's very Jewish, but like Jewish people's, like the, the Jewish religion, which is what I was mm-hmm. raised with, is unclear about an afterlife. And like Judaism mm-hmm. is unclear about a lot of things in a way that I think most mm-hmm. Christian religions are not. Maybe I'm Another Jewish. Ghost. And, um, Do you think I'm Jewish? Um no it's possible maybe (laughs) um and so like 
Jews don't believe really in heaven or hell. Mm-hmm. Like, you can believe in an afterlife, but you don't really have to. So, like, the fear of hell, even though people told me about it all the time, didn't scare me because even though we didn't know, maybe the answer was we don't know, hell was never sort of in the picture. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it was always like, but uh, clearly that's silly. I remember <laughs> you know my friend, I mean? yeah, I remember my friend Adam telling me that Jews don't believe in hell, and I was yeah. like... Oh, that's great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember people telling me I was part. going to go there. Oh. And usually with kindness. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry that you're a good person, but you're still going to hell because you that's really nice haven't them. been saved. And I just <laughs> want you to not go to hell. Aww. Um, And I was just like, <laughs> conveniently, I don't believe in hell. Yeah. So, like, I don't care that that's yeah. what you think. Mm-hmm. Um, And so even when I was younger and sort of religious, sort of religious, um. I didn't, I don't think I ever put too much thought into the afterlife. I remember like when my grandparents died, I would talk to them a lot, but, but I definitely Mm -hmm. talked to them in the same way that when I was younger, I quote unquote would talk to God without a whole lot of belief that there was actually a something there listening. Mm -hmm. It was like, I switched my like, please, please, please let Michael not break up to me, (laughs) up with me from like being a conversation with God yeah. to a conversation with like my dead grandfather but in no case did I think either of those <laughs> entities actually existed and was gonna just, like yeah. prevent my heartbreak or whatever it was right I like to picture God pulling up the poof in your room and being like girl I know tell me tell me everything girl he's just not that into you <laughs> um, I gotta tell you that you know I wouldn't lie to you <laughs> so um so I think you know in the same point of life where I realized I was an atheist is sort of all of these lack of belief beliefs sort of in a weird way came to me in a flash as soon as I like dared to allow myself to think about it Mm -hmm. beyond yeah uh, sort of just going along with whatever conversations and so it was like as soon as I actually put thought into it I was like oh no and I'm quoting Amy here bunk you're dead and nothing works anymore (laughs) like legitimately that is like a hundred percent what I believe right and like yeah I don't believe in a spirit or a soul so like I also think before we exist there's we don't exist right so like yeah it's like there was a nothing before my daddy's sperm met my mommy's egg Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just said that to be creepy did it work gross and um and there will be nothing after but but, like, what's the definition of nothing, right? I mean, mm-hmm. there was certainly the idea my parents had of, like, wanting a child and thinking about who I might be before I actually was a thing. Mm-hmm. And when I'm gone, there will be people's memories of me. Yeah. And there was energy that came together to form me, and that energy came from somewhere and will go to somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't think of those things as being me in any way. Like, I don't think they're connected to me. I don't think any conscious piece of me goes on or was mm-hmm. here before. Yeah. I think, like, literally we're made up of stars in, in an abstract mm. way, right? Like, we're, we're all... And when I first stopped believing in God, I was like, but I believe we're all... Nature is God. And I'm like, whatever, sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but like... <laughs> it's kind of the same thing. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah. And like, I can kind of get myself back there. But like, I... Yeah. But but mostly, there's this new picture book I was reading that's about how we're like all made out of the matter of stars. And it's like mm-hmm. this really cool book. And yeah. uh, I think that is probably closest to mm-hmm. sort of how I can see 
that were ongoing and part of something bigger. But mm. again, yeah, my body stops work. My body stops working and I'm done and mm. there is no me anymore. And, mm. um, I don't, I think like the brain shuts off and that's, yeah. that's the me that exists, right? Like, that everything that makes me a me is, is electricity inside of my brain hmm. to some extent or another. And once that electricity is not inside of my brain anymore, yeah, me ceases to exist. How does the electricity give you memories and thoughts and stuff? I mean, that's... That's neuroscience that I only sort of understand. Yeah. Um, and I did study neuropsychology because I was fascinated by it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the, I used to, it's going to sound like I'm totally stoned, but like, <laughs> I kind of love the idea that my brain sits around thinking about how my brain thinks, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like I don't fully understand totally does. any of that, but yeah. like. But it does, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and there are people who understand more than I do about how that works. Although mm-hmm. I don't know that any of us, yeah, understand it entirely. Hmm. Um, but in the same way that it's not really your nose that smells; it's your brain that smells, right? It's like your yeah. nose sends a signal to your brain that says mm-hmm. that smells like this. <laughs> no, it is actually your nose that smells. Um, I know a lot about this. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Your nose smells. Your ears here. Okay. I see. I'm done. um so yeah yeah we were supposed to sing our afterlife songs yeah we're gonna take a commercial break afterlife you could be headed for some serious strife today you make the scene all day but tomorrow there'll be hell to pay okay now yours afterlife after reality this is not really the words I of my song i super hope they don't play that song in my afterlife because it sounds really bad you don't know back to life nope what don't know it what is wrong with you i, I don't know your song either. i don't work with the teenagers it's from like 1980 oh well so is mine no mine is from like 95 or something <laughs> um also, if you don't watch The Good Place, you should watch The Good Place, because if there's an afterlife, yeah. that's what I want it to be. I saw you that you had written The Good Place on your little piece of paper there, <laughs> and I was like, yes, let's do talk about The Good Place. But because... I don't want to, like, it's hard to talk about The Good Place. It's like you, everything is a spoiler. Everything. So there's not yeah. a whole lot you can say yeah. about it. I was grateful that, but I don't care about spoilers usually, like, they don't, don't bother either, me. I don't either, but in this one, it's like... Right. Well, Dakin actually told me when we started watching it, he was like, I know you're... Because I, I don't, don't care, about, care spoilers, about spoilers either. But for this one, I think you should actually I actually usually try to ask not for see spoilers. Any. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like them. I kind of... <laughs> it's like, otherwise I'm too anxious, and I just, yeah. if I know what's going to happen, I yeah. can just relax and enjoy, but... Yeah. So I we like can't even really talk about The Good Place other than to say that it's <sighs> worth watching for... Yeah. Both my sweet, sweet love, Kristen Bell, and <laughs> also just because it's really funny and good, but also it's a really interesting exploration of morality and yep. philosophy and it's humanity. Incredibly interesting. And yeah. um, being good and not yeah. good, and mm-hmm. the motif of the good place and bad place, aka heaven and hell, mm-hmm. is yeah is uh, utilized yeah. in a very interesting manner. I will say one of the big spoilers that I won't say from season one that there's like there's a revelation um, about the places, the various places. Um, and it basically like it reminded me of the whole thing that my mom told me about how like a lot yes. of people think that we're in hell right now. Exactly. 
that's and, when I wrote this down. Yeah, this. and it just kind of brought that back, and I was like, oh man, I've never seen that played out so clearly. Yeah. In any media, um, yeah, I I'm really into that show. Um, I just I love thinking about what makes things good or bad or inherently one thing or another. Well, and like, yeah, I mean, I think we're both in agreement that the concept of heaven and hell is kind of ridiculous and not what happens. Yeah, I don't, I can't imagine that there is a place that we go to. Yeah. Um, and I don't think your body continues anywhere. In any way. Um, so what, like, what might you imagine happens? Um, hmm. What a great question. <laughs> I don't know. I almost feel like, <coughs> if anything... I could see myself being into the idea of reincarnation yeah, and like souls passing into other bodies. Mm. Um, but I like, I've never been part of a religious tradition that had that in it. And I've, yeah. it's never been something that I really thought about, but I guess like when I, when I do think about it, I kind of feel like that actually makes some sense to me that and what we might that, just go from vessel to vessel. And what does that look like? Um, well, so when I was pregnant before and died, I know that like I went and got a tarot reading from this lovely person who I like a lot. Um, stay tuned for our next episode. Yeah. (laughs) Spoilers. Um, and what she told me was like, well, in, in some belief systems, they imagine that like spirits are kind of hanging around women who might become pregnant and. Uh, or people who might become pregnant and they will sort of wait for a chance to get in there and like, um, yeah. And that you might have some, some spirits hanging around you now, just kind of waiting. And I know that I asked about like, um, my sister who died, I was like, is that a possibility that like her spirit could come back through me? And she was like, well, I mean, I guess if like, if this is something that you entertain, then there's like, there's no reason not to think that's possible. Um, yeah. And I did think a lot about it, like being pregnant and thinking like, what if this is the same spirit? Um, yeah. So I know that's like, I'm just way too much of a, Mm -hmm. like my questions are like, so what does that mean that spirits are hanging around you? What are they? Yeah. I don't know. I guess I'm like the picture in my mind is like, ghosts in the air around me but i don't know that that means anything and like if it's the the spirit of your sister where has she been hanging out for the last 30 years i don't know she may have been waiting for a good time to come back from where um i don't know (laughs) i I don't mean it like i'm not trying i just like really like these are the questions that i yeah just come to me where i'm like yeah no it doesn't make sense yeah yeah and Um, i i don't really have answers for it i know that like um well, that, that was the one thing that really comforted me after I had the miscarriage, or the first thing that really comforted me yeah. was this idea that um, that Kate's all told me um, at this reading was that like sometimes conditions just aren't right, and like yeah. a soul will come into us and be like gestating in a body, and something about it is not right, and they will leave and they will come back again. So it was kind of comforting this idea of like maybe this same baby will come back yeah. later. Yeah. Um, and it'll be okay. Well, and we've talked about it before, and I think mm-hmm. a lot of belief is actually about comfort, right? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. It's about like yeah. not being afraid or trying mm-hmm. to help ease pain. Yeah. And I can see, yeah. You know. And, and the afterlife for sure. I mean, yeah. Is like 100% Like about if you that. believe you're going to go meet your yeah. dead family in heaven. Yep. Yeah. Of course it's way less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Dagan's grandmother was dying um, earlier this year and I know that like we had gone to visit her and... Um, and somebody, I think it was his sister, said something like, yeah, you know, she just, she says she's ready. Like, she's been a strong, I don't remember what religion, Lutheran or whatever, mm-hmm. she'd been for her entire life, and she feels like she's ready to go be in heaven. Yeah. And yeah, I was like, okay, well, that's, that, must that be. sounds really nice. Yeah. Um, and when I think about, like, the inevitableness of death, mm-hmm. and that it's just nothing, like, and mm-hmm. it's of course terrifying. Well, it's it's, it's literally like I still have the same conversation mm-hmm. that you described having with yourself as a yeah. child, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like I can't picture what that's like, and that's terrifying yeah. sounding. And like, yeah. what does that even mean? And mm-hmm. how can someone not feel anything? And how can I just not exist anymore? And like, yeah, it's yeah. a it's a it's a scary place to go, and it's hard to picture coming to peace with death. Yeah. If I knew it was coming and that's what I thought it was, mm-hmm. although I'm sure plenty of people do, and I guess hopefully yeah. if I had to, I would. Yeah. Um, but you can definitely imagine why it would be mm-hmm. convenient to. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Find belief in an afterlife in that moment. And in societies past and present, where people die far younger and in worse circumstances than is typical in like our American middle class society. Um, that religious faith is very strong. Yeah. And like, we yep. kind of don't need it yep. <laughs> where we are. We've got, got iPhones. Yep. We're fine. We don't need heaven. Um, yeah. But then a lot of people find when they get older, they do need it. And yeah. In that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But like, and you know, thank goodness people have that comfort. Well, exactly. And even, you know, like the higher power that helps people get through with various addictions it, mm-hmm. in a way is, is sort of similar, right? Like, if that belief is helpful in getting through mm. a day. Yeah. Yep. Then it's worth it. Then it's worth it. The thing that never sits right with me, although I completely understand it, is um, is the idea of like, well, someone I love died, so now I have to really, like people sort of conceive of it, some people sort of conceive of it differently once they deal with the death of someone close to them. And, yeah. Um, and I totally get that. That makes that makes all the sense in the world. Um, but it also, like, I don't know. I guess in the case of, like, my friend who died, she wouldn't have... That wouldn't have been, like, her way of thinking about it. And mm-hmm. I know, like, that wouldn't have been what she wanted or encouraged. And Interesting. I think she would have been, like, no, I think whatever you thought before is still probably true. And Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and and for me, it's like, I mean, so once someone dies, there's a lot of decisions where you're trying to please the person who's dead. Yeah. And like, but why? Mm -hmm. Right? And Yeah. This is what they would have wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, I think about that. And it's like, I don't think the way that I described my sister-in-law's death to her daughters is the way she would have described her death to her daughters. Huh. 
Um, yeah. I think she had more belief than me or yeah. my brother, right? Right. Um, but it wasn't but her saying it. It wasn't yeah. up to her. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't the one who has... But then at the same time, there are definitely things we do because it's how Allie would have wanted Mm -hmm. the girls raised, right? And it wouldn't have necessarily been how my brother would have done it with a different partner or if, you know? And part of me is like, that makes sense because she's their mom and like you Mm -hmm. want to honor and respect what she would have wanted for them. And part of me is like, she literally doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. Like, and because I don't believe... Mm-hmm. that she exists in any way anymore. Yeah. It's just, it's a very complicated, I mean, this whole thing is complicated to think about whether you believe or don't believe, right? Right. It's like, yeah. what does that actually mean to those of us who are yeah. alive? But she also does exist in that, like, she's in your memories and she's in your thoughts. And yeah, like I I feel my friend's yeah. presence still. There was actually, I think I might have told you the story. There was one day where I was thinking to myself, like, I wonder, I was walking, I was walking out of my apartment building and I was thinking about like what people, uh, what people might do after they die. Like, where do they go? Um, like that exact topic. And I thought something like, I mean, I wonder if like Anne still hangs around and, um, I literally at that second, I walked out the front door of my building and her initials had been spray painted on the sidewalk. Whoa. Yeah. In like. Sort of a font that she probably would have used to write them. Yeah. It was like all lowercase, and she yeah. used to do all lowercase for her yeah. initials. Um, and it was extremely weird. Yeah. <laughs> so stuff like that, I don't know. I guess I take it more literally than than you do, or more yeah. seriously. I definitely take it as like an interesting coincidence, right? But like, who spray painted it? And it had happened since the last time I'd been out. Yeah. Yeah. Probably what the happened there? of your friend. I think it was actually um, possibly like the power company. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it, I was reading it upside down and it actually said something entirely different. Right. But it like... But it's still... Yeah. But yeah, and that is a good point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, making decisions based on how someone who's passed would have wanted to do things mm-hmm. is a way of keeping their quote unquote spirit alive. If mm-hmm. by spirit, I don't mean an actual physical spirit, right. but yeah, the exactly. nature of who they were and their mm-hmm. memory and... Yeah. Um, the way the world might have been had they not Mm -hmm. left it when they did. Did you ever read that um, Andrew W.K. essay about the kid whose friend died? You sent it to me right after I died. Oh my god. It's like, it's one of the best things I've ever read about death. Maybe I read that before. Yeah. Ellie died, I think, actually. I probably shared it when I found it, and I don't remember when I found it. I think it was before. um, The part where he talks about, like, there's, I don't remember what this is called, but it's like a kid has written to him whose best friend has died and he's in a lot of pain. And um, and Andrew W.K.'s response is like lots of empathy. And, yeah. But then he talks um, for like a paragraph or two about how you are made of each other. And like you don't, you don't even know what it's like to have life that it wasn't influenced by this person. Yeah. So you literally, like he's literally a part of you. And... I think that's true for all of us who who live and die and those of us who lose people like there is no way for us to experience life where they aren't part of us like right. they form us the people right. in our lives really shape us and form us and there's no way to take that out and even if that person dies like there's no way to extract nope the fact that they shaped you and the fact that they died I mean depending on the death 
may make their influence more powerful in a way, right? Oh, yeah. Like absolutely. a tragic or untimely death or a death that yep. you weren't ready for or... Yeah, I had a friend who died from suicide when I was 23. And she was 24, something like that. And it changed everything in my life. Like yeah. I And like I made the changes and it was great and they were good changes. Like I quit my job and went to library school and... Right. Um, like just branched out in all these cool ways. I started doing art in ways I hadn't before because she really liked it and she was excited about art when I did it. Um, And I, yeah, but she was a really special and unusual person too. And I sort of took her influence and was like, well, I'm, I kind of want to try and be more like her. And all the conversations we'd had and all the time we'd spent together was kind of like, um, it really had shaped me, but I wasn't living it at that point. I was still kind of like, oh, that's interesting that this, this person thinks that. Right. And then I really sort of dropped into like, no, no, I'm actually going to try some of this stuff. <laughs> yep. And it was great. Yep. Yeah. And it still is. I still think about her a lot. She was super special. Hmm. So I guess we haven't reached any conclusions tonight either. Someday. <laughs> One of these days. It's funny that this podcast is about things I believe and you don't, but I actually like, I, th- I feel like I'm, maybe there's a different interpretation of belief where like you're describing, like maybe I could have sat down and described to you, I believe heaven is uh, in this realm and like it looks like this and it smells like this. And when we get there, we see our relatives oh and <laughs> like that's I guess that's an alternative to me being like we just don't know yeah no. I think I'm Jewish but um, um, I don't think I expected the former <laughs> like I don't it's not like I expected you to believe in heaven mm. was like angels walking on clouds or anything yeah so I think we're for mm. most of these things we've been I think I thought your belief in ghosts was a little more Mm-hmm. ghosty yeah but of the rest of the things we've talked about so far it's been about what i expected yeah the ghost thing i just think is kind of fun yeah the ghost <laughs> thing is fun i think we <laughs> were in imagine. agreement that the gross thing grossed thing the gross the gross it's thing so gross. is fun yeah yeah I drew a lot of weird pictures during this podcast you did there's some magic dragons and <laughs> i don't really know a what. fancy pumpkin i don't know why or what was they're happening. really cute i like them a lot um, Join us Monday when we talk about Santa Claus. <laughs> that would actually oh be God, pretty that funny. Would be adorable. Yeah, and I'd be like, but then how does everyone get presents, Sharon? <laughs> and I'd be like, how does it happen? <laughs> then why is the handwriting on the tags different, Sharon? <laughs> but my mom doesn't like cookies, Sharon. Who eats them? <laughs> yeah, I also did believe in Santa Claus for a very, very long time. And I. Never did. Never. I think I was ever, nine when ever I finally. Believed in Santa Claus. I believed in Santa Claus past the point where my mother told me there was no Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that is a really good end for this podcast. I just stubbornly <laughs> held on to it and was like, I think she's lying for some reason. So. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're 15. Yeah. Yeah. I justified it. I don't remember why or how. I think I was just really sad. Yeah. That's why we're not doing Santa. With our kid. Yeah, I read a, a bunch of studies recently about like Santa and how grown ups feel about the way Santa was for them. Mm-hmm. Um, 
We have Santa in a very, very chillax way. Yeah, like, like we would do that, but we'd make it clear that Santa's pretend. Yeah, I think like as soon as yeah. they ever asked, we'd say Santa's pretend. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. And we like, we're not leaving cookies and milk and we're yeah. not doing like the whole shebang. It's more just like yeah. one of their gifts says it's from Santa and sometimes they meet Santa at the mall. Mm-hmm. And if they ask questions, I don't lie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, but like my family was But I can also say where things they... where it's like, well, it's part of the magic of Christmas, and it's fun to believe in pretend magic or whatever. Sure, right? it is fun. My family was one of those families where, like, the everybody would try to sustain it as long as they could, the belief in Santa. And I just, like, so then at some point you just admit to the child that you've been lying to them because it's cute for you. Yeah. And that sucks. And, like, really at some point it is about, like, not crushing this child's right happiness but then the longer it and... goes on the worse it gets exactly i fully remember by the way absolutely knowing the tooth fairy was my parents and totally being mm-hmm. like them to being like we know you know i was like i don't know what you're talking about because i just really wanted the money right yeah <laughs> just... it all goes away when you stop yeah yeah and i lost teeth late i had like some sets of teeth that i lost twice so i was like mm-hmm. you knew you knew how to work it Whereas my niece, the first time the tooth fairy came and she woke up and said, I saw her. She was little and yellow and she was flying around the room. That's amazing. And I'm like, you are a motherfucking liar. What the hell was in this room last night? (laughs) Yeah. Or we accidentally gave you acid. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Um, So our next episode actually is going to be about tarot. Yeah. We wanted to switch it up from all this spirity soul. Yeah dead things so i'm gonna do an on-air reading for sharon with my tarot deck and after that i will maybe be a believer yeah because it'll be accurate yay (laughs) bye-bye bye